Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. There's no shortage out there of beautiful prayers that have been written down by godly saints through the centuries. These prayers are part of the rich heritage of Christ's church for which we should all be thankful. Listen to this beautiful entreaty from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Of course, the greatest collection of written prayers we have is the book of Psalms, which contains the expression of practically every human emotion we can experience. I find great strength from these inspired prayers, as well as others that are not part of Scripture, like the one I shared with you above. But in our lives, we sometimes face situations that do not call for beautifully written prayers that we would read or memorize. If you suddenly find yourself in a life-threatening situation, you don't have the time to recall some prayer that was carefully and thoughtfully written down by somebody else. If you've lived in a place like I've lived for about the past 18 years, you've probably had the experience of driving on icy roads in the winter. When your car goes into a skid, you don't try to bring to your recollection a prayer from some devotional book or even from the Bible. You just cry out, Jesus, help me. Psalm 107 gives a brief catalog of human situations in which the people spoken of were without hope. Every time their response was the same. The first example given is people lost in the desert. They wandered without finding any human settlement. They ran out of food and water and so despaired of life. What'd they do then? Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Next is the example of prisoners who've been subjected to chains and affliction because of their rebellion against God. He bowed down their hearts with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. What did they do? They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Then in verse 17, we read that some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. These people learned the truth of Proverbs fourteen twelve that says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So what did these foolish ones who had spurned the law of God do when they found themselves on the brink of destruction? They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Finally, we read in Psalm 107 of those who go down to the sea in ships. 
While they are engaged in commerce on the ocean, a terrible storm arises that threatens their lives. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits' end. Again, like the others, when they find themselves in a hopeless situation, they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. What do you do when you find yourself in a helpless situation where you begin to despair even of life itself? You cry out to God. You don't use beautiful prose. You just cry out. Now, I'm sure that many, if not most, of my listeners were brought up to be reverent, that is, restrained in church. You never get loud. You never raise your voice, unless, of course, you're a Pentecostal. This crying out thing will probably come up more naturally to them. But Psalm 107 is not the only place that talks about crying out. You can go through Scripture and find repeated references to God's people lifting up their voices to Him when they're in trouble. David was a fellow who found himself in dire straits at times. Here's what he said. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. King Jehoshaphat made what turned out to be an ill-advised decision to join forces with the evil King Ahab. Ahab's enemies saw Jehoshaphat and thought he was Ahab, and they attacked him. Jehoshaphat thought he was about to die, so he cried out to God, and God saved him. Psalm 34 is one of my favorites. Listen to these words from that great prayer. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Down a few verses we read, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Back there in Psalm 107, I find great comfort in the fact that those who are in trouble because of their own sin can still Cry out to God, and he will answer. In each case of people in distress in that passage, we read these words after they cry out to God, and he answers. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. The word translated unfailing love is one of the most beautiful and precious expressions in the Hebrew Bible. It refers to the love and faithfulness of God, which is based on the covenant he has freely made with us. Remember that in the Bible, a covenant, unlike our idea of a contract, is an unbreakable promise based on love, not mistrust. I like the beautiful word often used in the King James Version here, loving kindness. God hears our cries, not because we deserve his help. We've seen in the psalm that quite often we cry out to God when we're suffering the consequences of our own sin. No, God hears and answers because he is a loving God, because of his mercy and goodness toward us sinners. Are you in trouble today? 
It doesn't matter why you're in trouble. There is a loving God whose ears are open to your cry. Cry out to him now. Forget trying to be dignified and proper. Cry out in your distress. He will hear you. Forget about what people are going to think. If you're really in trouble, just cry out to the one who loves you with an everlasting love. There's certainly a place for written prayers in our lives. I pray them regularly, including, but not limited to the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. But as human beings, we often find ourselves in desperate situations where the only recourse is to lift up our voices and cry out for help. Based on the authority of the Word of God, I can tell you now that when you cry out to Him, He will hear and answer. Heavenly Father, I call out to you now. I lift up my voice for these listening today to this podcast, to this talk about crying out to God, and I pray that you'll help them to see that in trouble and distress, whatever they're going through, they can call out to you. They can lift up their voices to God as so many people throughout Scripture have done. And you will hear them and you will answer them, Lord God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear friends, I would uh, ask you to cry out to God for the folks at the Bread of Life Anglican Church where I'm uh, seeking to lead them and share the Word of God with them each Sunday at 10 o'clock. We meet at the American Legion Hall, which is at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady, New York. Please pray for us as we attempt to establish a work uh, for the Lord there. And if you're in that area, if you don't have a church home, we'd love to meet you. 10 o'clock Sunday morning at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. And as always, you may reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.